0: Hello and welcome to Not Defined by Endo podcast with your host and endometriosis warrior Taniola Ogunro. Created for and dedicated to women who have been diagnosed with endometriosis or who suffer from symptoms that they suspect to be caused by endometriosis. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for a weekly dose on everything endo. If you find this podcast inspiring. Please share with your friends and family. Let's spread the word and inspire and empower women all over the world. Please note that I am not a medical professional. So whatever I share on this podcast is to raise awareness and inspire. Please always speak to your medical professional before making any major changes to your diet or lifestyle. With that said, let's get right to it. Today's episode is going to be about me, your host, Teniola, and it will be about my story and how endometriosis impacted my life. I'll say my story began at age 13, when my menstrual periods began. I remember being so excited, so grown up, like yes, I'm a real woman, finally, because a few of my friends had already seen their periods. It was great, the first one was fine. No problems there. I was prepared because I had learned a lot about your periods and, you know, everything about it. So I thought I was ready. I think as I grew older, I began to notice that the pain began to increase in intensity and length of time. I know that people experience varying degrees of cramps and discomfort and PMS during their menstrual periods. So the pain I felt was never taken seriously. I just had to take a few paracetamol every time I was on my period. After a while, I had to start taking stronger painkillers because paracetamol wasn't really working anymore. So yeah, I carried on with life. I went through secondary school, university and work life. This pain actually continued to intensify. I didn't realize then that it was anything serious. I remember a lot of my friends used to say, don't worry, when you get pregnant or when you get married, you'll be fine. And then, lucky you, you know how labor feels like because you're used to pain already. If only we knew what we were saying. I went on for my master's degree in 2010 and after this, I got a job as a data analyst. The pain actually continued to grow. This time... I was 25 years old. I went to the GP a few times. One time, he diagnosed me with irritable bowel syndrome, as many of us have probably been diagnosed. He prescribed me medication. Of course, this didn't help. After a few more excruciatingly painful periods, I went back to the GP and he sent me for a scan. This time, they said it was polycystic ovaries. I was really scared. Because I thought it was something really serious, which it is. But the doctor told me, no, it's nothing. It's just cysts and ovaries and they come and they go. So there was no reason to worry. Fine. Over the next one or two years, nothing changed. The pain continued every single month. I went back for a scan. This time there was actually nothing. They said nothing abnormal was in my uterus, so... You know, I had to carry on with life and the pain. I guess deep down, I was grateful that they didn't find anything sinister. But part of me knew that there had to be a reason why my period pains were incredibly worse than most people around me. In 2017, I began to feel pain outside of my periods. I felt pain when I used the toilet. When I peed. I felt heaviness in my stomach. I started feeling bloated all of the time. My periods began to be dreadful. During my periods, I would be so sick, I will be throwing up, laying on the bathroom floor, unable to move. I realized that day one was usually manageable, but days two and three were hell. It always felt like my abdomen was on fire, like a hot knife was searing through my womb. And then the pain began to spread to my upper abdomen, Two to three weeks out of a month were spent in pain and misery. I used to miss work, well I still do sometimes. I missed work one to two days every month. I was always ending up in the A and E almost every month as the pain became too unbearable. So at A and E I would receive painkillers intravenously, and blood tests continued to show inflammation, low hemoglobin counts and anemia. I guess this was because of the heavy blood loss and inability to eat throughout my period. In January 2018, I was fed up and I decided to go into A&E. I said I wasn't going to leave there until something was done. And then they decided to book me into a walk-in clinic to see a gynecologist. When I went there, the doctor performed an ultrasound scan. To be honest with you guys, this scan was the lengthiest one I ever did. It took about 30 minutes, and the diagnosis turned out to be a double whammy. A small fibroid was discovered, along with endometriosis. I also had pelvic adhesions as a result of endometriosis that was so severe that my uterus was deviated towards the left. I wept, guys. I did. One because I was sad that I had endometriosis but two because I was happy that a proper diagnosis had finally been made. This was however only the beginning because as many of us know endometriosis can only be confirmed 100% by laparoscopic surgery. This is a minimally invasive surgery where tiny incisions are made on your abdomen and a thin tool is inserted along with a light and a camera to see into the pelvis, the uterus and the other surrounding organs to locate these endometrial implants or cysts. I'll pause my story here at this point to try and explain to our listeners what endometriosis is. In case you haven't been diagnosed and you're curious, endometriosis is a chronic condition where cells that behave like the cells within our womb appear on places in the body outside of the uterus. So as a result, during a menstrual period when the endometrial cells within the womb are shedding, these rogue cells shed blood too. But because they're not in the womb, they have no place to go. This means the blood just stays in the pelvis, irritating surrounding organs, leading to inflammation as the body tries to fight this abnormality and then it causes scars, pelvic adhesions, and even sometimes causing their organs to be glued together. The symptoms of endometriosis are many, and while they are similar, they can also present differently for different people. The main symptom is pain. Severe pain during menstruation, pain that renders one incapable of getting up from the bed or performing any tasks, pain during urination, pain during bowel movement, pain during sex, heavy menstrual bleeding, sometimes resulting in anemia, severe bloating, ETC. Other symptoms include fatigue and this is more than just being tired. It is a kind of exhaustion that sometimes feels impossible to shake off even after rest. Digestive issues might also begin to show up and this would include sensitivities to food that you originally had no issues with, like I said before, continuous bloating, things like that. If you're experiencing symptoms similar to this, please make sure you book an appointment to see your doctor. Many of us went in numerous times before we were finally listened to. If there's one piece of advice I can give any girl or woman out there, it is this. Don't stop asking until you get answers. Severe period pain is not normal, no matter how many times or how many people say it is. And oh yes, I forgot to say, one of the symptoms of endometriosis can also be infertility or subfertility. So while the main symptom of endometriosis is pain, Some people don't feel any pain whatsoever. Which is why doctors always say that the level of endometriosis that you've got is not directly correlated to the level of pain that you feel. So back to my story. After I got diagnosed, gynecologist sent a letter to my general practitioner saying I could carry on with life and painkillers. I could try for a baby if I wanted to. Or I could request another appointment to the endometriosis center, the specialists who knew about the disease. Now, if you haven't received the diagnosis of endometriosis, this might shock you. A disease this ugly. And doctors just tell you things like, at least it's nothing sinister like cancer. But endometriosis is a disease that is going to change you. You realize that you now have this so-called incurable disease that doctors tell you to be grateful it is just that, but the symptoms and its impact on your life cannot be ignored no matter how hard you try. This disease is not just physical, it is emotional, it is mental, it is psychological. It permeates every aspect of your life and it changes you. I think for me, I felt I could handle this disease. I didn't know this before, but I actually excel at researching. So I went online and I began to read and read and read some more. Articles, websites and scientific books on endometriosis. I wanted to know all I could to help myself. My GP decided to send me back to the gynecologist in my local hospital and a laparoscopic surgery was booked for three months later. While waiting for surgery... I began to follow the advice I had been reading online and in the books. One of the books I found really useful was Endometriosis, A Guide to Healing and Fertility Through Nutrition. This book was written by Diane Shepperton Mills and it really opened my eyes to the mechanism and ways in which endometriosis can occur. The thing is, the more you understand endometriosis and your body, the less scared you are. At least that was my experience. I also read the book by Wendy Laidlaw, Heal Endometriosis Naturally. Wendy does a good job of explaining how your body wants to heal, and you have to take a lot of actions laid out in her protocol to help combat this disease. Like I said earlier, endo permeates every aspect of your life. Because I have always been the kind of person to reach for ginger to kill my common cold rather than lemsip or some other cold medicine, these books resonated deeply with me. I knew that while there might not yet be a medical cure to endometriosis, I had to do all I could to help my body fight it. I ended up going for laparoscopic surgery in May. My surgery was performed by a gynecologist and not an endometriosis expert. It took about two hours. And when it was over, the doctor told me that my endometriosis was so severe, I had severe adhesions, which I knew already from the scan, and that a 400ml pool of blood was hanging around in my pelvis. Oh, he also said I had a frozen pelvis. This simply means that the adhesions and scars were so bad that some of my organs, like my ovaries, my tubes, ETC, were glued together. He didn't think he could handle this level of complexity. Therefore, he stitched me back up and referred me to an endometriosis clinic, the experts who know more about the disease. So here we are. Here I am. I'm still waiting for my excision surgery. My journey isn't over, but I have learned so much, including how to manage my endosymptoms. I have met so many amazing people along the way and have been able to share life, experiences, and knowledge with strangers who have fast become friends. This is the reason for this podcast. I have so much to share here, so stick with me, will you? I hope, if anything, that my story resonates with you, and you can see that you're not alone. Endometriosis might have taken a lot from me, but it has given me a wonderful community of strong and passionate women who refuse to let the disease beat them. It has helped me realize that I have a voice and I can use that voice to raise awareness and support others. It has helped me to love my body even more and I make daily health decisions to help it fight endo. It has helped me to dig deep, search within myself, hold on to my faith and find true joy regardless of my situation. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and that you will join us on the next episode of Not Defined by Endo podcast. I will be speaking to a pelvic health doctor who will teach us about our pelvic health and the connection to endo. See you next episode and remember, you are not defined by endo. Bye!